Hello, and thank you for listening to Video Games, a Comedy Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt. In the weeks leading up to the release of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, we will be doing a series of episodes dedicated to our friends, Cloud, and the boys. Today's episode centers around the 2009 release of Crisis Core for the PSP, a prequel to the main game. First, we'll hear from the host of Super Gamer Boys, Adrian Holmes, someone who played the game when it originally released. Later, we'll hear from the host of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Patrick Ellers, who has played through the remake titled Reunion. Thank you for joining us. Now sit back and shut your mouth. Now introducing to the program, Adrian Holmes. I hadn't heard that one yet. <laughs> that's your new. That's your 2024 sound effect, Adrian. Uh, Would you want to hear it one more time, just to give the yes, listeners absolutely one, one more go at that? <laughs> oh, it's good to have you on the program, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I appreciate you having me on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adrian Holmes. Uh, uh, in case the listener does not know is uh the co-host of a of a very uh of a great podcast called Super Gamer Boys, a very popular podcast. Podcast p- people love, people on this show love. Um and uh among other things, Adrian, how else would you describe yourself? Is, uh, other than uh, that? I have been called uh I, I go by many a name. Uh-huh. Uh uh King of Games. Mm-hmm. I've been called uh Mr. Good Taste. I've been called Mr. Good Taste. Mr. I like Good that. Taste. Yes, because That's I good. uh for people who don't know, I am a really big champion for indie games. Mm-hmm. And uh usually my recommendations for people they hit pretty good. So Yeah. That's what I've been called. I got I got good taste on so Mr. Good Taste. I love that. Um <laughs> yeah, we we've uh you know, uh Super Gamer Boys is a podcast that you do with Garrett Morlang. Um I do. We almost had Garrett uh, on this episode, but unfortunately couldn't make it. Mako um, poisoning. Yeah. Try, food, po- food poisoning? Mako poisoning. What? He yeah. had Mako poisoning? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. My, oh, I need, I need to reach out. I need to reach out. I haven't <laughs> even sent flowers. Or, I haven't even gone to Aerith's church <laughs> to buy flowers to send to him. Yeah. Um. Yes. Hopefully he'll, he'll pull through. We'll so, see you on Monday. Uh, your podcast um, is a uh, is rel is super relevant, I think, to this episode today that we're 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 going to be discussing. Um, because I you invited me on about a year ago, I think, to do mm-hmm. a, a special episode on the the game Crisis Core. Um, so tell me a little bit about like that series that you do for that show. Do, are you still doing that? Um, so that was uh, that was a seasonal engagement. Uh, right. It was our it was our show, Super Gamer Book Club, uh, where mm-hmm. we picked a book, or not a book. We picked a game uh, once a month, mm-hmm. and we would play through it throughout the month. And then at the end of the month, we would come in and review it book club style. And the month that you were on, we it was we did Crisis Core, and I think that was in anticipation because we knew that was it. Was it Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think, was coming out? It That was or it already was coming out. out. I think Integrate. It, Integrate, I think, was coming Integrate. out. Integrate, yeah. But we didn't know that the remake was coming right. out. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was it, And it was announced in the middle of us playing, getting prepared for it. I was like, should we 
maybe pivot. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So no. Just, I mean, uh, I mean, it was it was good because um, I always wanted to play through and and finish that PSP game. Like even if the remake had come out, I would still be curious about what that PSP experience was like. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll get to Crisis Core here in a second. I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Um, I, I, again, you know, it, it's I when I re- originally the sort of conceiving of these episodes because you know we're gonna be doing Final Fantasy VII content leading up to Rebirth this month. It's it's the biggest th- thing coming out. Oh, I, I think. can't wait. Uh, I don't know. Can you think of a bigger thing coming out at, in the near future? I think this might be the the biggest. At yeah, least Q1. that I can think of. Yeah. I, know I mean, the pro- only thing yeah. that might stand up to it is Persona. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Persona. Persona 3 Reload, the remake of Persona 3. Yeah, yeah. Which, as far uh, as geeks are concerned. As far, yeah, as far as uh, you know, JRPG nerds uh-huh. are salivating for. Uh, I have also been playing that, by the way. So I do want to get into it a little bit. But um, I do. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I, originally I was like, okay, well, I'll talk about the original game. Mm-hmm. And then Advent and Children and maybe like the remake leading up, but then I was like, well, that's not where it begins. <laughs> the story technically begins even further cr- back with Crisis yeah. Core. Um, okay, well, well, we'll get into all that. I'm really excited to talk about it with you because it it ha- it's been uh it's been a minute since I've thought about or revisited this game. Um, and you know, uh, the remake came out four years ago, so that's. You know that was in my rear view for a while, but um, what uh, in your personal gaming life? What have you been playing? I I, I gotta know. Oh boy, what have I been playing recently? Uh, I have been I I am one with the Power World recently. No way. That game, yes, that game no has its way. hooks in me, dude. Explain yourself. Know. Tell me about this game. I need to know about <laughs> Pokemon with guns. No one can. Everyone. Every time we've talked about it on the show, it's been hypothetical. No one's played it. So can I? Can I? Can I uh, expound on it a little bit? Yeah. So they call this game Pokemon with guns. I've been playing for about thirty hours now, and I have not fired a bullet. That's that's good to know that you don't. It isn't just like a gim- the gimmick of it. Right. It's it's. Some of the some of the pals can, and that's what they call them, pals, not Pokemon. Sure, sure. Uh, some of them <laughs> have the ability to fire guns, and you can have guns yourself. But I feel like that's totally optional. They give you a whole bunch of other weapons that you can use outside of that, if yeah. need be. Uh, it really feels more like like an Ark survival or like a a Minecraft kind of deal versus like a it, it's it's an Ark game with a Pokemon seasoning on it. Oh, I like that description. Right. Um, do you like art games? I like survival when it's not too deep. Like, right. You have to go to the bathroom. You have to go to the bathroom yeah. again. You know? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Yeah. Just you know the the top levels. I'm okay with that just right. for survival games, and that's what this is providing for me. So, yeah, simple enough to get into, and once you start building that base. It's it's the classic trap. Well, mm. I could upgrade that. Yeah, I could do this. Yeah, I could go get this material. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's thirty hours gone. Record breaking steam numbers and stuff. That crazy. game is, is crazy. Yeah. Do you? Is it a recommend though? I can't. I can't tell. Oh, that's a tough one. It definitely is still early access. Sure. You can definitely feel it. There's a lot of jank. There's a lot of. Really bad collision dire- uh, direction detection, <laughs> especially for a game that 
encourages you to climb mountains. Yeah. Sometimes you can miss. Sometimes you can fall. You can clip through the world. So if you're okay with that, I would say give it a shot, especially if you like survival. Mm-hmm. I would say if you are a hardcore Pokemon fan, like a traditionalist Pokemon fan, I would not recommend this for you because it is not that kind of game at its core. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you um are you playing as a humanoid person or are you, you are. playing as the the creatures? No, you're playing as the human. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean it looks nuts and all the the news around it has been um, I guess fun is the word. I, I hate to say, you know, fun because it's been so chaotic, you know, mm-hmm. like there's lawsuits pending and like people are getting a cease and, de- you know, everyone's getting upset about it. Or it, it's also raising all these questions about AI and AI right. generated uh, character models and stuff. What do you think about all that stuff? Is that any of that As, stuff uh, like interesting it, to you? <laughs> it's definitely concerning um, as being an advocate for, for artists in the arts. Um as far as I understand right now, there is no 100% proof that mm. artificial intelligence is being used as far as what they are assuming it's used for. Because a lot of game devs these days use AI. They're just real hush-hush about it for sure. certain things. Yeah. Um, now, if it you know comes to light that they are doing that, it's out. It's got to go. I, I wonder, like, too, if I... Because I'm trying to think about how... What I think of AI use in, in art and games and film and television and stuff. And I guess, like, you know, there's... I, I, there's just, I guess there's just, like, lines I, yeah. I wouldn't cross. Like, For me, it would be if it's doing a job that an artist could do feasibly. Sure. Yeah. Then, yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of how I feel about, like, if it, AI was generating like NPC character models, like would right. I care? You know, no, if, not not really. Probably not. Yeah, or like building. If it was designing the models and generating them, then I'd have an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because that could have been a designer's job yeah. to make the models. Now, if you want to use AI to spread them around the world, no problem. Sure, but sure. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it it's raising a lot of questions because it it really is just in some ways can be used as just a a co- corner cutting mm-hmm. thing in in development to like sort of get around having to do lots and lots and lots of work and in some ways I can understand why that you would really find that so helpful especially right. cuz on one hand it's like yeah it is taking away from a designer's job but on the other hand it might be avoiding crunch like which is a whole other issue so it's major a, issue. It's a it's an interesting idea. I would obviously stay away from games. I think that used AI primarily to like right. design anything uh, crucial or you know write game dialogue. I think mm-hmm. uh, we always hypothesized that uh, that Spider Man Two game was written by AI just because <laughs> there was so much dialogue that seemed off, just like little little off here and there, here and there. Um, I doubt that's the case, but it was, it, it is that thing now where like, anytime we hear bad dialogue, we're always going like, Oh, it's AI. It's, it has to it's, be, it's here. A human would never write miles to say that, you know? <laughs> um, that's interesting. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, let me, let me go through the Rolodex here. Yeah. Yeah. Flip through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been on my, on my, Little, you know, whenever waiting in a grocery line or whatever, I have my my playdate, 
And oh. I, yeah, my little Playdate console. And there's a game on there called Root Bear. And uh, it's it's that's it. You can guess what it is. You you serve root beer to bears. Dude. And you use the little crank to like turn the the spigot on the root beer dispenser on the soda machine and you fill the glass up to like a certain line on the glass. If you go over, you lose points. If you go under, you get less points. Man. You got to aim for the perfect pay, perfect pour every time. It's Man. so fun, dude. I love the round that. is only like a minute, but it's oh. oh. I don't know what it is about it. It's addicting. Dude, and you know what? I love both those things. I love bears and root and beer. And root beer. <laughs> root beer's so good. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Man, I wonder, do, are those play dates like just available? Like, could yeah. I go just buy one now? Yeah. Okay. All the all the initial pre-orders have shipped out. So if you buy okay. one now, it'll be to you within, I think, a week or two. Yeah, that is, that's an interesting idea. They're so cute. Do you, what do you, mm-hmm. do you throw it in your pocket and just head out the yeah, door it's or? small enough i put it in my pocket or i just keep yeah. it in my backpack oh, battery nice. lasts two weeks so i don't have to charge it very often so that's a plus dang, dang. yeah wow well that's great um yeah i've been playing uh i've been playing a couple things i uh Hit let's me. talk let's talk about persona 3 reload yes please reloaded i've played quick. original persona 3 i have yeah. not gotten to to reload i am I've heard great things, but yeah. I would love to hear from somebody I know's actual opinion. Okay, so I haven't, uh, to preface this, I have played the opening four hours of original Persona 3. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got to where I was dungeon crawling and, you know, with my with my friends <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and shooting myself in the dang head and running around. Um, and... uh. I don't know what it is about Persona 3, but I really like it. I really like being in the world of Persona 3. There's something about it I like. Like, I, it's weird because, like, the Persona 3 and 4, to me, aren't, like, so dissimilar in their design. Right. Ne- necessarily. Uh, and, and top to bottom, like, the dungeon design, the character design, they're, they're, they're similar games, and... They're not, and they're kind of even in some ways telling similar stories. Some of those, uh, some of those, you know, your friends that you meet along the way mm-hmm. are going through similar problems as the mm-hmm. as 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 they are in Persona Four. But I've always just kind of preferred like the main character of Persona Three a little bit, like and 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 I and again, like I know it's such a weird, kind of creepy and and like very subversive detail, but like. The whole idea that they pull out guns and shoot themselves in the head is just so nuts to see right. that image. It's such a striking it's heavy. bold image. It's very heavy. Um it's it's it, it might even be a little insensitive, I don't know, but it to me it's so bold that I really respond to it emotionally. I'm like I'm like I I really I mean, it, like this. <laughs> I I I don't know if I would go with insensitive. I think they're trying to make a play on, you know, the theme of yeah. the game, which is like dealing with the just task, I would say, of being alive. You know, yes. what is what is living, what is yeah. dealing with the fact that you're gonna die, you know, things like that. So Persona's also like I th- I think in some cases can is is about ego death. It's mm-hmm. about like you're the the person that you are performing as versus the person you really are. Mm-hmm. So that that symbolism really is like it's it's very it's a clean metaphor you know yep. for that 
Um, anyway, I think it's the most blatant in five too, because you're totally. we're literally taking off a mask. So. Yes, and and I haven't played five to be fair, so I don't know oh, how much five, you know, upgrades from the systems and like the and how, you know how three and four play, but um, but yeah. So, anyways, I played the original three always. Always really loved it. You remember graphically what that kind of looked like, right? It was on the oh, yeah, PS2. It was a PS2 game. Mm-hmm. The characters, I you might say they're like chibi, like they're like they're like squat. They're not. They're not like to scale. I don't think. Kind or, or maybe kind they of. are. They maybe. they are. They're just not really well detailed. Also because it is a PS2 game. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of shrink them down when they go into Tartarus a little bit, just so you can kind of feel the scale of how big Tartarus is, but yeah. I don't I don't think they're necessarily chibi. It might be somewhere in the middle if memory serves. I, I think they're scaling their like character model scaling is just is just different than right. this game. Is is mm-hmm. what I would this game to me feels like um full scale models. Like full scale, like tall like your character's like really tall in this. Mm-hmm. And like the the world of it is much more like a Shin Megami Tensei Five or like a Persona Five, um, yeah. Even because even Persona Four, I think they they're like a little more. Everything is just like kind of like squeezed in. This is like blown out. Um, it's gorgeous. This this Persona Three Reload, it plays great. I mean, it it does right so far. Now I'm about six hours in. Okay. To to this, um, uh-huh. it plays great. It I can't tell you what's other than graphically, what's different about it? Oh, and it's voice acted. I don't remember if the original is voice acted. It is. It is. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I, Not, I can't. Uh, is it fully? Well, the main cutscenes are voice acted. Okay. Yeah, and, they were in the in the second one. Yeah. Or in in PS2. And they do that thing where when you approach a character, they'll have a little like, "Hello, how's then, it going?" Yeah, and then but yeah. it's like not what they're really saying. Uh-huh. You know? I can't tell you if they're what else is different. I'm sure they've cleaned up the systems and like rebalanced a lot of the combat and stuff. But it's great. It it is a it is a Persona game. It, it isn't like you know subverting anything you might expect there. Uh, it is just, but it is. Uh, but that's a good thing. Like Persona yeah, games absolutely. are fun games. So um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it and. I am so pleased that this was a day one Game Pass game. Yes, that's what like, I've been hearing. I like I that was shocking to me. I was like, this is a game that I really want to play, but I was like, dreading you know spending the money on it. And like, it's great that I didn't have to do that. I mean, I did through my subscription, but right. No, that's fair. I'm I'm such a big Persona fan. I, I doesn't matter to me. I was gonna get it regardless. I mm-hmm. just haven't had the time to sit around. Also, weird that it didn't come to Switch. Yeah, I wonder if it's um too bit like I wonder if it I I wouldn't say so cuz we no, have 5 on five there. 5 on Switch, yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> so that was a weird oversight there. I, don't I would know. love to be able to pick it up and take it with me. So. Did you um pick up those uh those um Persona 3 and 4 on Switch? Absolutely. 3, yeah. 4 and 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I I um I really want a physical of three and four on my Switch. I think they sell the card, if I'm not mistaken. Limited Run did, I think, mm. some cards, but I. But you know how those are always like they sell out in a second, and they take two years to get to you. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just would really like the that those three. 
like the big the big three personas I get on you. Switch. That would that would be a physical would be great. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it it, it is just I I feel like I'm I'm gonna play five at some point this year. Like it's just been like it's been out for so long, and I've been waiting on it. Like mm-hmm. with with big JRPGs, I know I'm gonna love. I have to like the moon has to be in like aligned <laughs> with the, the 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 planets. You know, like I have to like the conditions have to be just right for me to start it. Cause I cause I'll get nuts with it. I'll get really. I know exactly it. what you mean. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't want, I do not want to play anything else. Yes. When I get home, I want to turn, whatever is going on, Mm -hmm. movie-wise, TV-wise, I don't care. I need to see what is going to happen in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I recommend it, especially if you have Game Pass. It really takes nothing to just throw that thing on and check it out. If you're not a Persona fan, I would also say this is a fun one to start with because it's sort of, this is when the series got, it, it like uh, started to create a lot more of its staples. I think that, right. that it would do forever. Like um, I didn't play much of Persona two or one, but those games, they do have obviously connections to the other games, but Persona three is when it's like the style got, got involved. And that's what people know. Persona as yeah started yeah. with three, yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say yeah. No, so I that sounds like a definite. I was already gonna buy it, but now you've just reinforced it tenfold. So just great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a, a real slam dunk. Like especially if you're a fan of Persona, like a, a, a just a real slam dunk. Like, um, looks awesome too. Mm-hmm. Man, those games are those games are fun. Gorgeous. Um. Okay. Let's uh. Let's talk a little crisis course. So, oh, so, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, homeboy, Adrian Holmes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've talked about it to death on your show and on other podcasts. But tell me a little bit about your history with Final Fantasy VII in general. Ooh, oh man, where do we start? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the '90s, <laughs> right? Of course, you see the the. Initial trailers for it. Remember, I don't know if, if you were, you know, taking a look or at that time, but they had the trailers where they were like Final Fantasy VII. Yes. It's the c- cinematic gaming event of the century or something yes. like that. And it they looked would show like, clips it from the cutscenes. It looked cut like scenes. a movie trailer. Yes, like, dude. Yeah. So, of course, that marketing worked on everybody my age. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, I remember getting it late. And I don't recall why. I don't know if there was something else. I know I had because we got a PlayStation One late. We had it. We we bet How it late? on N sixty four. Like I think it it came out in ninety seven here, didn't it? Ninety six. PlayStation One. Mm hmm. I know it came out in ninety four. I think in uh, Japan in ninety five out here. Ninety five. I think, I think it, we it was got ours. it was pre sixty four. Right. I think we got ours in 98. Okay. So so That's I was, when I got mine too. Right. Yeah. So I got that in 98 and then I actually got Final Fantasy 7 as a hand-me-down in 99. So I was already late to the game, but I remember sure. those commercials and then I remember being 7 mm-hmm. and trying to play an RPG for the first time and trying yeah. to, you know, what what how they attack me and then I attack them and uh-huh. then it goes back and forth again. 
And yeah. I was familiar with with how that worked because my my old man was a RPG fan. He was playing Dragon Quest. You know, when your I was a dad young man. played Dragon Quest. Yeah, you're the yeah. coolest dad in the world. <laughs> what are you talking? What? What? That's such a cultured like game to like yeah. start sinking your teeth in. So I remember that. I remember him going through those kinds of battles where you he would take his turn and the other person would take their turn. Of course, you know, I'm a young kid, so it doesn't really lock in. Right. So I try my best to go through, not really know what I'm doing, and I put it down for a little while. And I remember Kingdom Hearts came out, and there was O2. And Cloud shows up. Mm-hmm. And I said, I remember him yeah. from Final Fantasy. So now, you know, it's a few years later. I have a good kind of better understanding for, for video games. Kingdom Hearts, my love. I love her dearly. I beat Kingdom Hearts and I go back and I say, let me go ahead and try Final Fantasy VII again. Try it again. Clicks. Go all the way through. Oh, all the way to wow. the end. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. And... um. So that was 02. And then you get, I got my PSP in 05. And lo and behold, I hear there's something about a game about Zach uh-huh. from Final Fantasy VII. And I said, <laughs> What? A, a game about Zach? And then they show the cutscenes for it. And I said, This is coming out on PSP? Because look, for, for everybody who's listening right now, okay. If you go and you watch Final Fantasy Crisis Core cutscenes on YouTube, they ain't going to look that great compared <laughs> to what we have today, all right? But I want you to think about the fact that it was the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and this was on a small handheld console that yes. was pumping these graphics out. It was That was insane to see that at that time. Square was going off in yeah. their bag. So... Picked up Crisis Core, same deal. Played all the way through that. Still had the same UMD to this day. Ooh. Ooh. Special, special near and dear to my heart. That um, that UMD is very special too, I think, because like I don't I I know that they never ended up selling Crisis Core online. Like right. they never sold it on their online store. So like for people who got the, the PSP Go, that was a you huge couldn't play it problem yeah because you couldn't play one of the best games on the console i mean you could well yeah but you couldn't actually play it and and uh, yeah what am i thinking like the psp was like right day one (laughs) to do whatever you wanted it to do so yeah wow so yeah um was late to the initial final fantasy 7 train jumped on like i said about 12 13 and uh been on it ever since Played um, Crisis Core, uh, suffered through Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, man. What do you mean suffered through? You mean had a great time the whole way? The story <laughs> is great. <laughs> Everything else about the game is great except for the gameplay. It's horrible. Yeah. It's it's so bad. I, yeah. I That's what I'm waiting for a remake for so they can fix that. I can't Dude. wait to play that with competent controls. I, yeah. Well, yeah. That that we'll get into. Are it. you are I, you doing that in your lead up? Well, no, I can't do that. I did it once. I played through the whole game like not even that long ago, like in 2020. Mm-hmm. 
I bought a play. <laughs> I my neighbor was like having like a like a like a lot garage sale, uh-huh. and they had a literally a PS2 sitting on the concrete, like on the sidewalk. Just take it. And they were like, I was like, "How much do you want for this?" They said a dollar, and so I said, "I'll give you five. And I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed it, and I got it all working. You know, I got all the cables, and I had, I had always. For some stupid reason, I don't know why, I had two PS2 games that I had been taking with me everywhere I moved for over a decade without even one having day, a PS2. One day I'm going to play these. <laughs> and they had my memory cards in them. You know how like the PS2... Uh, the slot on the top? Yeah, the slot. Mm-hmm. And the two games were Shadow of the Colossus and Banger. Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... I and I, but I as a kid, I had never played it. I'd always I bought Dirge of Cerberus and never finished it. So I finally talked over the PS2 and finished it. And yeah, that <laughs> game. Look, it's it's it is like as generic of a third person shooter as you could possibly get. To me, I did play through it and beat it, and it wasn't like that frustrating or anything. It's just more like boring. Like the gameplay is really repetitive and boring, mm-hmm. and but the story is really fun if you like Final Fantasy. Right. If um, you do not pick up that game, if you have no knowledge of it, you no. will be lost. It's like the worst Devil May Cry game you've ever played. Without, <laughs> if you don't have the context for it, but um. That's that's so awesome. Yeah, there there's a uh, to back to your story though. The when they released that game on PSP, they had the tenth anniversary like Final Fantasy VII PSP edition. That yep. had, like the tenth anniversary. Lo- I if that's one of my biggest gaming console regrets is not buying that. I couldn't justify it. I already had my regular one. So I know I never. My owned folks a, weren't going for it. I still to this day have never owned a PSP. Like oh, everything I played out, on, brother. I own a Vita. Everything I played on PSP, I've played on Vita. Um, but the actual PSP, I never, I never owned. And uh, man, I really want that because it came in the beautiful box with Crisis Core and everything. Oh, like, yep. I know, a, I know the exact model you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, my history with Final Fantasy VII is. Um. I always tell this story, this little anecdote, because I, I think it's. As a kid, I I just like I don't know. I think I think this is really cute, but like I I did get a PlayStation around 98. My parents bought it as like a as like a uh, please forgive us for moving you across the country <laughs> gift. Uh-huh. Like like we moved from California to Texas when I was 11 in Ooh. 98 and I was like I I was really struggling, so they bought me a PlayStation and I had wanted I'd wanted Final Fantasy 7 like for at that point a whole year, you know, I just wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. And they got it for me, but they never got me a. Mem- they didn't get me a memory card right away. Oh no! So I would play the first disc in one sitting to the end. <laughs> oh, like multiple times. And then just times. have to do it and then over. Have to just do and, it over uh, again. Um, uh, that's how much I like the game, though. I like. I would like. Right. Kind of, kind of play through it. So I play. I play all of Midgar, like just over. Or uh, no, 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 all of Midgar through Sid through all of that stuff through the Temple of the Ancients. In one everything. go. In uh, I mean, I would, I would do that thing that I think we did a lot as kids where we oh, leave, just it, leave on it on and then turn the yep. TV off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, huge fan of Final Fantasy VII. I, I would, I would say it's like my favorite 
you know, I think Mario 64 is my favorite game now as an adult, but as a kid growing up, it was this game for years. I mean, I, I would I couldn't fault you for that. Yeah. Um, it was a uh, the JRPG awakening for a lot of people. Truly. And you know, I think we, we talked about the marketing of Final Fantasy 7. A lot of people I think expected it to be an action game based on yeah. all of those cutscenes and then when they got it it was like this kind of slow plodding chess like system and that really uh I think you're right that really did start the JRPG like revolution in the west where mm-hmm. it it was like the the PS1 became a JRPG machine where it was like I mean that the Final Fantasy 7 alone got me to play games like Saga Frontier Legends of Dragoon, Xenogears, Paras- Xenogears, Parasite Eve, like it was, it was, <laughs> and that Square logo, I would play Mint anything. Qual- if you ever see SquareSoft on a yeah. game, even to this day, not Square Enix, if you see SquareSoft, SquareSoft, you're having a good time. Oh yeah, for you're sure, in for a good time. Yeah, the Super Nintendo was a was a pretty decent JRPG machine too. Oh, but, it was a beast too. Yeah, but like I definitely, uh, I caught on during the PS One era. And it was what it had over the N64. The N64 yep. just didn't have anything like that, unless you count Quest. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say Quest. Um, that was Nintendo's own fault, man. That's what they get for going with uh, with cartridges. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Uh, and d- don't get me wrong. I mean, like, Ocarina of Time, give me a break. But, like, th- this was... Th- these were really special games. It was a very special time. Um. Crisis Core, so uh, a, a little table setting here. We 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 know that Crisis Core was a part of something they called the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, which was around the ten year anniversary of the game coming out in in oh mm-hmm. seven. They started to reinvest in Final Fantasy VII specifically. This is the first time I think Square had done that with the Final a big Fantasy anniversary yeah well, well or just like start to do i don't know if final fantasy 4 the after years came out before this it might have but i'm just trying to think of like when when the bonus content from from these old older games like that that, that feels like it feels like it kind of started here with with this like and and to me Final Fantasy VII and Star Wars have always had shared a lot of similarities. Um, hmm. And I, I guess I the only reason I think that is because, like, well, the stories aren't too dissimilar, I guess, like, in at least in how they're structured. Like, you have, like, clouds like Luke and... Right. You could argue... Shinra is the Empire. Shinra is the Empire. Uh, Sephiroth is, like, Darth Vader doing... Because that, that's, like, its own separate thing. Like, right. Darth and Luke have their own separate squabble that's not uh-huh. to do with the empire cloud even having a sword is sort of like luke's lightsaber versus barrett's gun arm is more like han solo or something in there you know like, i've never put this together until you started talking like this I, yeah <laughs> huh it's it's similar it, it, i mean it's not the stories aren't exactly that similar but you know there's there, you could extrapolate that there's like dna of star the structure Wars in there and I always thought this compilation of Final Fantasy VII felt like when Lucas made the prequels, like where it was, we had this original thing, this original thing that that, that was Star Wars, the original trilogy, and now mm-hmm. we're expounding on it. And having that feeling a little bit of like, oh, 
it, whatever you thought was special about the original games, that's here, but it's now it's a little different and a little bit more diluted, and it's not quite as it's not quite as it's not capturing me the same way that that original game did. Right. Yeah. Okay, I can understand that. Do, what I mean is that that was always my feeling with specifically Crisis Core. Now, what uh, and because uh, I didn't play the other compilation games, I know there was like a mobile game. I think. Yeah, and, I've only ever played the three. I I yeah. played Final Fantasy VII Prime. I yeah. played Crisis Core, and I played Dirge of Cerberus. Anything else? I think the mobile game was about the Turks, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like this whole backstory where, like, I think maybe it's like how they met Elena and stuff. And how uh, she okay. got into the crew. Anyways, uh, yeah. Side but, note: Cisna coming back in Rebirth. Yes, yes. Wild. Did not expect that, dude. They're doing. I, I mean, I mean, Rebirth. They are mashing all of it together, and that's why. Okay, so when you brought up Dirge of Cerberus earlier, I was like, I. They've already, like. They they've already had a huge nod to Dirge of Cerberus in Intermish yeah. with with Yuffie and that story where she basically fights the final boss of Dirge of Cerberus <laughs> yeah. in that DLC. I I wonder if they're gonna do more Dirge of Cerberus stuff in Rebirth with Vincent. I was gonna say I mean Vincent's already there, so they can set it up if they like, but. Yeah. Uh, it's, or, it's tough. or even Advent Children, because I've I always felt like Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus were very connected. You know, that's fair. The only problem with with that though is Advent Children takes place after the entirety of Seven, though. That right? Yeah. So you'd sure. be pulling from the future, which they could do. They they kind of are doing with pulling from the past, anyways, because we we right. already know Zach is probably gonna be oh. in this game. Right. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I no, it's no, exciting no. to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That. Yeah, I guess they could if they wanted to. Huh. They're they're really flipping the rules around, and it seems like they really want to wedge no pun intended, wedge <laughs> in a bunch of different, like stuff that they've that they've they created throughout the years for the game. Like it's a super game. Yeah. It's like all of them in one nods to all these other extra curriculars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, crisis core, um, uh, stood out to me though, as the best of the compilation. So it's definitely, it's, it, it's way better than the game like dirge of Cerberus. Mm-hmm. And I think the story is great on its own. It's its own like little story. Oh, it also kind of reminds me of the prequels of Star Wars because it focuses on what the prequels focus character. on, the Jedi. Like, this mm-hmm. idea that he, we're with the soldier, which to me are kind of like the Jedi. And it's like showing you when they were in their prime, when that whole, you know, uh, whatever you call it, like, division of Shinra was in its, like, prime, and they kind of right. r- ruled the roost, so to speak. Um. Before the breakaway, before yeah. they started going rogue, and yeah, did you end okay. up uh, checking out the the remake of Crisis Core? So surprisingly, I have not. Mm-hmm. So I'll be going into Rebirth with just knowledge of of the original Crisis Core. I don't know. If, do you did you play the the remake? Is there any additional story things in there, or is it just A to Z? I'm I'm halfway through Crisis Core uh, right now. So I'm doing a thing where I'm playing through the remake, Intermission, and Crisis Core before Rebirth. 
Got this, it. This this whole month, I'm 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 blowing through all that stuff. I'm almost done with the remake right now, and uh, I'm halfway. Th- and like last year, I was playing Crisis Core. And I got about halfway through it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to finish that game. I don't know if there's any story changes at all yet. So far, there hasn't been any, okay. but there has been like they've cleaned up so much of the graphics and the gameplay and stuff. They've made it really um right. They made it really like a, a modern game. Feel like a, a a more of a modern game, but mm-hmm. um I I well, just I just I wonder if there is stuff in there. Like cuz there's right. definitely more details to the world. So you've already seen stuff where you've gone to an environment and been like, "Oh, I didn't notice that poster was here before." Or, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it was probably there. It was just illegible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just was in pixels. like 144p. Yeah. But yeah, huh. I, I would say if if there was significant story additions, I can mm-hmm. see me going back to doing it, but if it's honestly a shot for shot, I feel like I'm I'm good with having yeah. played the original. Yeah. Moving and, into Rebirth. And I guess, you know, I haven't even really asked you, but how do you feel about Crisis Core? How do you feel about the original? I love it. Yeah. It's it's a phenomenal game in my eyes. Yeah. Um it's it's a good middle ground between the people who are Oh, I don't like turn-based RPGs. Yeah. But it still gives you autonomy over Zack a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you can move around the battlefield. You can attack if you like at, at your speed. There's still ATB and whatnot, you know. But it's a it's a nice marriage between the two for people who are like, I just don't want to do, I don't want to take my turn and then wait and then them take their turn. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that, and I already you know, gushed about the 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 graphics. They are yeah. They will always be good to me. I don't care. I we can go they into AK. I I AK love two hundred <laughs> frames a second games with Unreal Engine whatever. But yeah. no, those are like special it, just because of what they were able to do on that hardware. And it all and it made me just that much more. I think bummed. Uh, that we didn't get a remake back then on the PS2. Mm-hmm. I, I, cause it, I mean, there was rumors of a remake coming even as far back as the PS2. But um, I was like, see, you can do it. Look, it's, it's, you can, <laughs> it's d- possible. It, it's possible. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of crisis core myself. I mean, you know, for me that, that, that first game will always be super special. And I think there's like, I think it's telling a very specific story that Crisis Core expounds upon, which mm-hmm. it does so in a cool way that I really appreciate. And I do love being in that world. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to, to to finish the remake before before Rebirth and and be really caught up and like really live in this world for 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 a while. Um, mm-hmm. Are you going to be a day one Rebirth person? Uh, I'm still trying to figure that part out. Uh-huh. Um, I am without a PS5 at the moment, but I will figure. Oh, I will figure some things out. Yeah, what happened? Some things around. Bills needed to be paid. Uh sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, dude. I I hear you. I was I was uh I was I was starting to sell some stuff too. Yeah, pretty recently, but uh-huh. um, but I mean. I, it's a for sure purchase. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, so yeah. the moment I'm able to access it, it's it's go time. Yeah. The only thing is I need to figure out because I'm I'm chomping at the bit to play it right. So mm. 
I I also I want to mute stuff online, but I don't want to mute stuff online because yeah. I want to know what happens. Yeah, I feel like I can I can take a few spoilers because I know the overarching story and I know where it's going. But at yeah. the same time, do we? I don't think we we do ultimately. No, uh, I think we're gonna. Know, I think the beats of the of that first disc seem like they're mm-hmm. all gonna like from the trailer anyway. Seem like they're all gonna be there. Like it seems like. We're gonna close out that first disc. Mm-hmm. I mean, we there's the Temple of the Ancients is in that game. Like we know, we see it, in which the is kind of wild. Yeah. <laughs> so that's at the very end of the di- disc one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, I think we're definitely in for that much of it anyway. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it, there's also characters in that trailer that I've just never even seen before or heard of before. So. Probably, probably it's gonna be like a. So I would, I, I don't know. It depends. Do you think that spoiling that game will even matter? Because if I like a thing enough, it spoilers don't really matter. I'll, I'll I'll like, you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll have it spoiled and then I'll go in and just enjoy it as if. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can still enjoy the thing. I think it when it when you can tell it was intended for you to not know whatever that was. Like we were never supposed to know that Zach is alive at at the end of of remake. Yeah. So I think for me that hit a lot harder when it came up beating remake. Yeah. But had I known Zach was be alive, I feel like I wouldn't I don't know if I'd be more excited or more curious to find out how it happened. Totally. You know? But Absolutely. if I don't know, then I get both. I yes. get to be excited and curious. So Adrian Holmes. Thank you so much for joining us today on Video Games and Comedy Shows. One-winged memories. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead and plug before we uh, head out. Where can people find you and what do you want people to know? Uh, You can find me. I am one half of the Super Gamer Boys podcast. We are on twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys every Monday night at 7. Going over the news of the week in the gaming sphere. Uh, Recently, we've been talking about Xbox because everybody has been talking about Xbox lately. Um. Other than that, you can find me on all the socials at Homeboy. I'm always down to talk gaming or whatever. And um, you can find me also in the Shinra Lab, trying to make sure that Garrett has (laughs) recovered from his Mako poisoning. Absolutely. We got to get our boy back on his feet (laughs) after that Mako poisoning. Adrian Holmes, thank you. Uh, We'll have you back soon. Sounds good. Take care. Commander Jeremy. Greetings, Commander Connor. And I'm Otacon. We are here to spread the news about our Mass Effect Games Club on Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. Whether you're Aquarian, Solarian, or Vegetarian, you can play along with the show as we cruise through Mass Effect 1 and discuss our journey on a new podcast episode every Friday. You can listen to the entire thing by supporting us at the $5 DJ Toad tier and above at Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. Call me a Paragon or Renegade. If you're nasty. Hey guys, look. Here comes Garrus. He's so hot. Why don't you try and romance him? Here he comes now. Hello, humans. Something smells a little funny. It's piss. I'm sorry. Yuck. Well, Otacon, 
it was worth a shot. Who could have predicted that? Check out the Mass Effect Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Now welcome to the program, Patrick Ellers. Thank you. It's Aerith. Oh. And you are? Patrick! <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had thought about... <laughs> Coming into 2024, I had thought about, um, and I was like, this is a petty thing. Don't do this. Don't text Jeremy about this. But I was going to ask you if I could have a drop that didn't include a SpongeBob <laughs> <laughs> drop. I'm so glad you didn't. Because yeah. now you're, the curse continues. The curse continues. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I don't know if I was just like a little too old or what, but like the, the you don't SpongeBob. Know SpongeBob right? I don't know it. I don't know it. Can I it. be honest with you? I don't either. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I don't know it. I don't get it. I don't know what that starfish's deal is. I think never watched a full episode in my life. Me neither. Yeah. I, I know it as a series of memes. Yeah, I know it as my my baby sister would watch it. <laughs> I know it as that. But, yeah, yeah. But he does say Patrick at the top of his lungs. He does know, shouts it, and uh, and your name happens to be Patrick. I know. Like, what are you supposed to do? I Here, know. The the only other. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. I'm not going to tell you how to of make course. drops. Of course. Um, but there is. Uh, you could. I, well, I'm not going to. I wouldn't hate to, it. But here it comes. <laughs> I don't. Uh, like, no. I didn't go to school for it. Elijah Wood's character in Eternal Sunshine, uh, Spotless Baby Mind. Boy. That's Patrick, Baby Boy. Uh, just uh, popped on the Criterion channel as of February, Eternal Sunshine oh. did, and did a rewatch on Friday. You know, that's um one of my all-time favorites, of course. Mine too, yes. Of course. Of course. It is. <laughs> we um, both have this facial hair. We both have of this course. facial hair. We both... Uh, are of a certain generation. Mm -hmm. um, movie holds up fantastically. Uh, my I watched it with my wife once a few years ago during COVID. She hated it. Uh, she oh, no. really hated Kate Winslet. She really hated the manic pixie dream. Oh, okay. Girl character. Uh, I watched it with her again. I made her rewatch it with me. Yes. I got her this time. She yeah, yeah, yes. She's in. Yeah, she's in. Um, I I haven't seen that movie probably in you know, fifteen years. Um, uh, I loved it, loved it, loved it. I watched it a bunch of times, including once with my parents. Um, oh. And af afterwards, my mom turned to me and said, "Pretty weird, Pat." <laughs> Pat. That's pretty so weird, funny. Pat. Aww. <laughs> That is, uh, it is pretty weird. I, I was actually, because I, I yeah. was stoned watching it this time, and yes. I was making all these comments like, <laughs> like, boy, these images sure are striking. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're so yeah. right. <laughs> like, like the image of them dancing on the bed while he's comatose with the big helmet on. Yes. It's just like an image you won't see in another movie, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, uh, if fully grown Jim Carrey like hiding under a table. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, like that that's an image that won't leave my mind when they're uh making fun of each other and they're like under the blankets. Yeah. Yeah. Like I oh. there, there are just so many moments in that movie where like it'll it'll never they'll never leave my mind. Yeah, it has it has a really um and of course no, everyone is like shouting at the top of their lungs like stop talking about this on uh, No, and I say but, no. But uh yes. they do the best like these two characters are in love with each other 
cutaways. Like, yes. Like to communicate to you like that they're having fun. These scenes are really believable. They're like, yeah. they're, they do a really good job of like getting you uh, into their relationship in a way that feels authentic to them, mm-hmm. but universal to everybody, like broadly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the, the flip side of it is true too, that like the parts of it where it's showing how the, uh, relationship like deteriorates or how they grind against each other those moments also feel real and not yeah. and like grounded and not exaggerated uh, yeah. are, are you watching mr and mrs smith not yet no but yeah, is it, it good <laughs> it rules oh uh, it's uh it's uh, like i can't believe how much i'm enjoying it um it is not a show about uh like spies doing spy stuff it's a show about a marriage cool. um and all of the marriage specifics are spy things so like there's an episode called first vacation um and you know it's like what a couple going on vacation goes through yeah they're there to like hack some cell phones and like yeah. you know on like a and like shoot guns and ski at the same time but like uh <laughs> it's it's uh no it, it it's fucking awesome and uh Maya Erskine and uh Donald Glover are just incredible on it I can't uh, wait it, to see this is it is it um and I didn't see this show is it is the is that similar to what the Americans is S- sort of like the okay. the Americans I think does more to um like play the two things against each other like how the how the uh like spy stuff gets in the way of a relationship or how a relationship mm. gets in the way of spy stuff and uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith is more like they're together the marriage is the spy stuff. I love sense? it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean what a what a what a palpable metaphor. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. I agree. Okay, and that's been TV Film Corner with Patrick and Jeremy. Uh we should just do our own show that's more this kind of That stuff. was more fun than whatever we're about to do. Oh, it's definitely more fun than whatever <laughs> we're about to do. Uh to uh Patrick Ellers, you are the uh co-host of the Nintendo Cartridge Society. That's true. Um you know, I want to give you an opportunity up top to explain a little bit about what that show is and what you do mm. there and uh who you are in video games. Yeah, and video games. I have to explain <laughs> video games. Yeah, yeah, the whole history and okay. and, and all right, and okay. Uh, so I guess we got to go back to Pong. <laughs> uh, maybe earlier. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the Nintendo Cartridge Society. Cartridge Society uh, is a podcast that I host with Mark Mitchell. Uh, we do twice a week episodes at the uh, Cat for- Ranch. Yeah, we uh, what? <laughs> Pow, Mark Mitchell. Pow. <laughs> That's me pretending like I don't know that Mark Marin's name is different than Mark. I see. I see. I okay. All right. It's a weird that's it. bit. It's a weird bit. It's a yeah. good bit. Lock the gate, et cetera, et cetera. Lock the gate. That would have been better. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's because I I've listened to maybe like three or four episodes of uh, WTF. Um, Ever? And, yeah. You yeah, didn't yeah, go I, through a phase? No. Well, my wow. phase was my phase was the you made it weird phase. Like I oh, listened I, to the ripoff podcast. Oh, you, because, oh I did both. I my oh, favorite. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was insatiable. <laughs> I need more comedians talking to comedians. Yes, yes. Um, what was? Oh, yes. So Mark Mitchell, not Mark Marin, um, hosts a podcast with me. <laughs> we'll do a Tuesday episode where we're like going through the news and what we've been playing, and then a, a Thursday episode, which is all. Uh, digging into a, a a deep dive into a specific topic. Um, sometimes it's a goof around time, and sometimes it's a little bit more serious. Uh, right now we're uh like kind of talking through the Mario versus Donkey Kong series, oh, all the sort of like yes. ephemera around it. Um, so yeah, we just did an episode comparing like 
three sort of like pillars of each of those series. So it was like world versus country, 64 versus 64, and wonder versus tropical freeze. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. I love that. I uh that that's that that again that's like a that's a clever way to, you know, continue the conversation of these these two titans. Mhm. Mario one, and Donkey yes. Kong. One is more of a titan than the other. Like they're Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're ultimately far fewer Donkey Kong games than there are Mario games, yeah. but you know, they're, um, they're they're uh they're married like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They will never uh, mm-hmm. escape each other. I I am uh I f- I find I find that it's hard to think of a better game than Donkey Kong 94 sometimes. Sometimes I just sit down and think about how it's that's a damn the best good game. <laughs> it's, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it would be a little bit better if, uh, like, Sonic the Hedgehog were in there and um, they had to mm-hmm. do, like, hurdles against mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like at Sochi in yeah uh, yeah I think that I think maybe that would yeah. be a little bit better yeah 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 that's a good point yeah I didn't think about that if you could just wedge in a whole Olympic games yeah yes <laughs> oh, I you know I didn't think about it that way but yeah yeah uh Patrick you know I brought you on here because you you I actually didn't know this we've been friends for a long time but I didn't know that you were a big Final Fantasy VII fan I could have guessed that actually but uh I I'm so used to people me being disappointed like people aren't yeah. as big of a fan as I was or um or whatever but you you were like no I've actually played all this uh, I play, I played through some of the compilation of Final Fantasy 7 yeah. uh I uh you know you played the original game it sounds like and uh um, Well the yeah so I mean j- just to like set that up um you know I I was a huge fan of Final Fantasies 1 4 and 6 uh, as those were the ones that were available in the states um and there was an issue of Nintendo Power that was like, uh, Final Fantasy VII is currently in development for the Nintendo 64, or you know, probably then the Nintendo Ultra 64. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. That for me, that was the thing that I was like, okay, great, I'm gonna get the Nintendo 64 on day one. Yep. Um, and then when it didn't happen, then I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna buy my first ever non Nintendo console so I can play Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation. Uh, and you know, got it the year it came out. And, uh, like in kind of rapid succession, I, I did like a, a natural playthrough where I just like played the way I was going to play. And then I went back and did uh, a playthrough where I did literally every fucking thing yeah. you can do in the game. Uh, and then uh, when I was done with that, I went back and played it as fast as I could. Um, oh, that's cool. So like in the course of a year, I played the game three times. Uh, and that, that you got me beat. I mean, I've, I've, played the game i think through more than i've played definitely any other rpg mm-hmm. but that not i have never played it three times in one year that's it's pretty, too, pretty it's, good yeah no i mean it was i was uh obsessive and like in middle school when this was happening so like yeah yeah did you have a guide mm-hmm. i yeah, did yeah. that was crucial because i mean how would you know how a lot of those systems worked and stuff you know like yeah a lot of the systems are pretty obtuse um uh the the guide i had was uh like it wasn't the prima guide it was one of these like unofficial unauthorized guides um and i i remember like being so excited about the way it talked about uh like linking materi- materia together uh-huh. and uh like just the various strategies <laughs> for you know like getting to a point where you can do like a a 
uh, Quadramagic Knights of the Round and yeah. have it linked to like MP Absorb so you can actually do that. Yeah. Um, because uh, like I, I was like, I'm gonna battle these weapons, the the ruby and emerald weapons that are sort of like, um, the hidden mega bosses of the game. Did you beat those? Yeah. Oh my god, Patrick! Yeah, everything that you can do, I did. I mean, I didn't even consider that because those were I've never beat those through regular means. You know, I I've only seen sure. them. I've only seen what happens after those defeats through the the re-release of the game where you can like. Yeah never die and full limit breaks all the time. Right. No, I mean, what you need to do is you need to have, everyone needs to have final attack uh, mm -hmm. Phoenix uh, so that when you, when uh, like Emerald Weapon does that party wipe, uh, which I forget what the move is called, but yeah. it just literally does uh, 10,000 <laughs> damage to everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's like a different way that you have to think about the game uh, when you're fighting those things. Wow. That's uh that's impressive. I'm impressed. I mean, seriously, as a as a longtime fan of this game, um and really it is the first game. I mean, like, that's the thing that got me, like, mm -hmm. really. I mean, probably a lot of people, but like, you know, as much as I love the remake and love the other stuff, it nothing really quite hit like that that first game for me. But Yeah, I mean, um, th that is true, but I do find the original game hard to go back to. That's interesting. Um, I, I aesthetically really love it. Okay. Maybe it's just because I it's it's I'm poisoned. I'm like nostalgia poisoned or whatever. I, I uh, yes, and a, as am I. Uh, but I, I like I when have not been when, able like when to. Uh, Cloud has to do those like sit ups and his yes. blocky arms are like going like up and down sure. like, a, like a Lego guy. I'm like yeah. this this rocks. That rules. Yeah. No. And the first the first like five hours of the game, I'm like hell yeah, this is the best. Yeah. Uh, and I've replayed that that like section like probably up until. Uh, you know, uh, Cloud telling the story of uh, the destruction of uh, Nibelheim. Mm -hmm. uh, that that I've I've played probably like thirty times in totally. in the intervening totally. years. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, I I'll never get to the point. I don't think again where I want to like do the thing where I'm like breeding chocobos and like oh, racing them at the gold saw. Like I'm never gonna do. I'm no. never gonna do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Heavens no. Um. Well. Uh. Thank you for that. That's a that's a, a that's a, gr a, gr a good amount of table setting. Um, mm -hmm. I really wanted to uh, also mention, you know, like Nintendo Cartridge Society, like the podcast that you do. Um, as you've noticed, uh, so many Final Fantasy games are moving are now yeah. on the Switch and are available on a Nintendo console again. Uh, as a Final Fantasy fan and a Nintendo fan, that's got to be so exciting. I mean, I know for me, I love yeah. seeing those it's icons. Huge all yes. on my switch library like i've got them all like they're all here like all my friends uh squall uh Tidus? <laughs> zidane zidane for god's sakes <laughs> yeah uh, um, yeah no it's it's the i i've not yet purchased um final fantasy 8 or the 10 10 2 collection uh, uh but or 12 i think i i i've never played 12 so i don't even actually know if i like that game yeah I started um, it on the Switch. We should, we should, but have you ever played it before? No, I didn't play it when it came out. Bought we should, it. Like, we should make it a thing so that we yeah. like can make like hold each other accountable. And I think play so. It. And it does have all of those great inclusions for if you mm -hmm. want to more mainline the story and are frustrated with like maybe how the combat, because you know that game has kind of an MMO combat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not into early aughts MMO style. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can just kind of grind through those and then just do the bosses. It's it is great too. I will say this: like like the opening five hours of it is like, oh fuck! It's Star Wars. It's it's awesome. That's awesome. I, it's, yeah. they, there should be just a compilation of the first five hours of every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> they're they're always awesome. They're always yeah. so awesome, and they're cutscene heavy. And like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're fighting like a snail. Yeah. Oh, give me all that world building. Give me that stuff. big snail that who like if you attack its shell, it shoots you with lightning. Yes. Oh, that snail's so good. Oh God, that snail. We're gonna get that snail soon. I think. Well, uh, the snail that I'm thinking of is uh, in Final Fantasy VI. Oh, the one I'm thinking of is in Seven. Do you have Which the snail? snail? Is that it? Is a snail, right? It's like the thing that Sephiroth has to kill, and its big shell is like you like go into its shell or you see its shell oh yes carcass? yeah it's kind of more crabby right might be a crab i know it's been it's been so long <laughs> might be a crab it might okay. be a crab uh I, i've actually never finished final fantasy 6 that's a game that i would really like to finish this year i think uh that game fucking rules yeah, uh yeah. we uh, we i was just on uh call me by your game which i guess uh, uh is this oh, coming yeah, out yesterday this week it's yeah. coming out tomorrow as of this recording yeah. Uh, and so uh, then two days from now on Wednesday, uh, me and Mark Mitchell and Drew Mackey are doing our uh, top 10 games of all time. Yes. And uh, spoiler, but Final Ooh. Fantasy VI uh, appears on my list. Ah, uh, yeah. Does seven? So, uh, it no. doesn't. It gets it gets on uh, honorable Menji. You know, honestly, some of this is just which one you got to first and which one made yeah. the biggest impression first. And like, you know, uh, six was in a game that was even on my freaking radar when I was a kid. Do you know my, my like origin story with six, uh, oh. that, so I, I had played four at a friend's house and like rented it. And it was like, this game is awesome. I gotta like, it's awesome. I, I also I, I, star Wars. <laughs> all, it's totally star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You go to the moon. Literally, um, yeah. And uh, I asked for it for Christmas, and um, my grandmother uh, got me a, a Final Fantasy game, and I was like, yeah, ripping it open. You know what a Super Nintendo game looks like when it's wrapped up. Hell um, yeah. uh, but it was Final Fantasy three, and I was like, what the fuck is... <laughs> like, I, I didn't say anything. I was yeah, like, yeah. gracious, but good, like, inside... Good, good. You were a good boy. You were I like... I was a good boy. Yeah, yeah. I was too old to be a bad boy about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like in, inside, I was crying uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, knew nothing about the game uh, and then like put it in and, uh, you know, it starts off with that yeah. marching through the snowy field to uh, a village to fucking burn it to the ground. Yeah. Um, and, and as someone uh, who hasn't finished six, yeah, I I can tell you with no authority, it's like 300% better than four like it's like so much oh, yes. better of a game <laughs> i and i i love four like yeah but yeah it's four is uh, like have you gone back to four in a while mm -hmm. yeah I, I played it i last year the, on the pixel remaster yeah it's like oh you got did you get all those pixel remasters uh yeah, I, of course where i have did the you same get, disease did, you do on on uh switch did you get them on yeah switch? on switch yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i have them on um because they first came to pc and yeah I got, and i got them there like an idiot like when am i going to Play games you on PC. Dumbass. That's Why so would you stupid. do that? But I did, and now I have them there. And I feel like should I get them on Switch too? I should. Yes. <laughs> but four's got the four's <laughs> writing is like I was playing it because I, I played it for the first time all the way through like last year, the year before, mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like, okay, I've I I'm I'm now thirty six. Yeah, that's I right. I don't think I can. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's yeah, it's it, it's tough. It, it's it's, it's very, for babies. <laughs> it's for babies. It's very like uh, the characters are very like streamlined and simplified, yeah. right? Um, in, in a way that like is not true of six and definitely of seven, right? Um. You know, you and I were texting about how awesome it is that the main character of Final Fantasy VII is like a loser and a liar. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a snake. He's like a he's a he's a weirdo. He's like a weird incel guy. Yes. And they and and but he comes off. They present him at like for the first. I don't even know how long. Half of the game. Yeah. As, as like, Goku, he's the best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. it's slowly revealed. Like, no, he's actually he's stolen his identity and doesn't know how to talk to girls. Oh. Um, and sucks. Yeah. Uh, but you love him anyway. Yeah. You know that. Uh, I, I we're just getting into it now. This game yeah. came out in in 1997, the original, and um, you know, two years later, uh. There in cinema too. There was like this um, big twists were all the rage, right? Like yes. two years mm-hmm. later, the Sixth Sense and Fight Club come out, right? Uh, well, and, and and arguably the Matrix, right? Which like it's sure. it's not a it's not a twist. It's the premise of the movie, but like. Mm-hmm. It initially presents itself as like the world of the Matrix is just like the real world, right? Right. Yes. Uh. Yeah, and I, I as a kid, I wasn't watching those those films as they came out, and I wasn't like reading like elevated fiction or anything that would have done sure. similar things in the past. So I always look at Final Fantasy VII as like this like this thing that opened the door to a lot of like narrative tropes that now I know are tropes and I know are like conventions and stuff. But at the yeah. time to me were like, they were, it blew my mind to see cloud in a wheelchair for all of disc two. <laughs> like yes. it blew my mind to see him like, uh, coming to terms with the fact that he is, uh, an uh, imposter. Sucks, an yeah. imposter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting is like, I, I feel like the, those sort of like big twists that you're talking about. And I think like usual suspects is, is like a perfect oh, yeah. example of, 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 of that kind of twist. Mm-hmm. Um, the twist is almost always that the, uh, the reality is more interesting than the story you've been presented. Yeah. Uh, but like in final fantasy seven, it's almost the opposite that like cloud isn't cooler or more dangerous than we thought him to be. He's so much, he's like, he yeah. sucks so much more. Like it's, uh, it's this deflating thing, which, uh, like dovetails so nicely with like the themes of the game where like, your your ragtag group of eco terrorists um, mm-hmm. is uh, fighting against a like force from the heavens that's trying to destroy Earth, yeah. and in the end they fail. Yeah, like they totally <laughs> blow it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean to be fair, it, it was almost like not a quest they could have ever succeeded right. at. Like right. it just wasn't ever going to happen. Um, up to and including like a post credit scene where you just see the world is just destroyed. Yeah, like it's just done and and like the creatures have reclaimed it and everything it's like yeah it's sort of this it's a very beautiful tale of like futility in a lot of ways like it's a, it it's sort of like teaching you and it, and again i'm i'm processing this as an 11 year old like <laughs> yeah, spiraling out of control <laughs> like what yeah uh, to the point where i don't even think i clocked it until much later that that's even what happened like i think i just finished it was like cool <laughs> yeah well yeah it's and you know that that post credit sequence that you're referring to is like 
uh, Midgar is all like overgrown, but like yeah. it's it's uh, it's green, right? Like there's yeah. there there plant life, there's plant life everywhere, and then like a red thirteen like creature uh, appears with like little red thirteen pups, yeah. um, and you're just like, oh yeah, uh, like the wor- a the world ended, but b life goes on, yeah, um, which is I don't know, there's like you say, there's something about like the futility of all of that that's so compelling. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I there's something really special about that original. I mean, that I mean that's it's it's a. Uh, it also again like I, I brought this up with Adrian, uh, previous in our previous segment mm-hmm. of this uh, of 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 one winged memories this series I'm doing. Which by the way, uh-huh. do you how do you feel about that title? <laughs> Here's the thing: when a when a man gets a wing, he becomes a monster. True. Are you not aware of this? True, true. I, I so, was aware. These are these may be monster memories. Yeah, I think they might be. Okay, I think right. they for a, a bit of them might be. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, Star Wars. This game has Star Wars all up in it. Like, mm-hmm. um, and like this whole thing we've been talking about, like disc two being like cloud is MIA is like Hoth, uh, what Han frozen in carbonite. Absolutely. Where like his yeah. friends have to go rescue the main character, like it's it it all of this stuff is like I mean I just feel like Square was just like really liked Star Wars or or everyone just saw Star Wars as like the template for this is a story this is like hero's journey yeah. like one oh one stuff well and and like it is kind of the the, the hero's journey just like literalized right yeah yeah um so, so yeah that that that, that but makes like also sense. like evil corporation and personal yeah. vendetta like being like mm-hmm. tied together like there, there's a lot there's a lot you could say about about how Star Wars plays into Cloud has a sword, lightsabers versus it's guns. a kind of sword, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, we can't make it light up and like zhuzh around, but like we'll just make it real big. Yeah, yeah. That also, sword. I, I don't I, think we talk enough about how big that sword is. The Buster. It's huge. It's pretty big, and you it's know that sword. thing. Well, I'm I'm just wondering if 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 there's like an in universe explanation we could get about like the metal that's used is it like a lightweight metal that where you can, it's like super yeah. sharp but like you can't break it i don't i, don't I mean know. it's it, it's it's a like notorious sword right because yeah. it gets passed down from uh angeal to zack to cloud so yeah. like it is a notable weapon not just because it's uh huge and we are like how is he carrying that big sword yeah. but like in universe it is a a notable weapon yeah and uh and and like dangerous to even walk around with impractical <laughs> at every yep. at every level i don't uh, know how he sits down yeah can't be easy to no. wield in a fight like mm-hmm. uh yeah. Also, I feel like Final Fantasy VII was like my introduction to like steampunk, which is I think a thing that every uh, young boy must face. <laughs> every young boy must grapple with steampunk at some point in their life. Because here's how I think steampunk goes: everyone yeah. thinks it's cool right away, of course, and then you go like, "Okay, wait, eh. is it yeah. actually that cool? <laughs> is is it actually that cool?" And then you're like, "How much?" <laughs> Of my life do I want to devote yes, to this? That's yeah. right. Like how how much leather can I own? You know? Yeah, right. How many <laughs> clocks to... can I put in my hats? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. My, oh man, uh, a Portlandia, a show I do miss very much and wish yeah. we had an answer for today. But is uh it, it that's the whole steampunk uh so fucking stuff funny. do and that is great. 
Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, Final Fantasy, it's everywhere now. And seven is their Star Wars. Like it is their like official, like we're going to take this one game and we're going to blow out the universe and make prequels and make sequels and make all kinds of stuff. And now we're doing like a whole like, uh, metaverse thing with it. Um, well, and the, like kind of beyond that, like, you know, they, they would get to a point where they would start doing like direct sequels, uh, to, to like 10 obviously has 10 to, um, yeah, 13. 13 has like a whole series of, 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 of games. Uh, 15 also has, uh, you know, like the, like little DLC things and like that the was King's the first movie. one that had DLC, I think. Right. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Cause 13, it, it wasn't DLC. It was, it was like, there were three an- games. Another yeah. install. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, Seven is the first one where they were like, no, just like little spinoff games that explore are either like prequels or I don't know what Dirge of Cerberus is about. Um, it's a sequel in the vein of Advent Children, where it's like it's okay. telling what's it's telling a what's happening from a at a different time, like okay. in that sequence of events. But, um, but th- with the uh, you know um, the first Soldier game, which is no lot no longer playable now. Um, oh. And like the uh, uh, the the remake, uh, rebirth, and like the um, reunion version of of Crisis Core, like they're all in on um, like continuing to explore Final Fantasy VII now. Yeah, and you know I think it's like to for me it's all of this stuff is I, I'm trying I try not to get too like cloud pilled about it where I'm like yes some of it works so well some of it doesn't work at all some of it's really good some of these characters these new ones really suck and like it's not like you know it's not one size fits all with this stuff where some of it is like is like really inspired you know like i i I just because i'm replaying the remake right now i played through the honeybee in sequence that's like s tier material like Like, yeah it's one of the best sequences in video games period Mm -hmm. but then there's whole characters like the motorcycle guy who i'm just like i'm like kill him him. kill (laughs) him please please Uh, get rid of him yeah have you uh have you played uh the intermission uh in the final fantasy 7 remake so i just uh finished it yesterday oh Um, cool had never played it before, uh, but I wanted uh, something to play on my PlayStation Portal, um, and I was like, that, "That's a perfect candidate uh, for, yes. for that." Uh, and I I had a ton of fun playing the, that like little Yuffie side story. Yeah, you know, speaking of Dirge of Cerberus, uh, you may not know this, but that whole thing, that whole little story you play, is basically a it's it's basically Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, oh, interesting. Well, because like, I, I know that's what uh, Nero and uh, Vice are, mm-hmm. right? That those are, uh, and the whole deep ground yep. uh, thing that those are characters from Dirge of Cerberus. They're all like different kind of kinds of versions of what Vincent is, which I I think originally he's just a vampire. Like his the idea of Vincent Valentine was that he was a vampire, right? He sleeps in a coffin, so I don't know what else. I think even in the manual, because I reread that manual a ton of times, and I think it was yeah. like he, it's like vampire. It just like says he is, but yeah. but these guys are like for other kinds of freaky. <laughs> there are other kinds of freaky, and just like everyone in these spinoff games, if it's a powerful character, it used to be a soldier of some kind. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Crisis Core, I think, is probably. I've been saying it the best of the supplemental materials, the partnership materials to mm. Final Fantasy VII. Like Dirge of Cerberus is a game that I played through. 
and is fine. I think you have to be a pretty diehard fan to like get it or like it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see them yeah. do a, like a because I've I've never played Dirge of Cerberus, but mm-hmm. I, I would like to see them do like a repackaging of it in the same way that they did with Crisis Core. Um, yeah, yes, because I, I I mean I've I have only played uh, Reunion and not uh, the original Crisis Core. Did you play through um, the Reunion? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um. Uh. And like it feels so much like uh like remake um yeah like it, it was the shocking combat is yeah. very similar to remake uh yeah so fun and it looks great too i love mm-hmm. i love reunion and okay that's that's interesting so then you you because i played it a couple years ago on the vita uh with the super gamer boys we did like a little games club oh yeah thing, okay thing with it and um you know, really enjoyed my time with it. Really bummed I missed it when it came out originally. Like I didn't. Yeah. You know, that would have been the time where my my fandom was at a fever pitch. But mm-hmm. I just I didn't have the money. I didn't have a PSP. I didn't. You know. Yeah, I I didn't have a PSP either. And also, like that's sort of during the the period where like I had stopped gaming a little Same. bit and like. Same. Um, you know, I, I start to get back into games via like the Wii and like uh, literally the same. Yeah, <laughs> it and was like literally the DS like Lite. yeah, Smash Brawl is out. Let's we yes. gotta play it at the dorms. <laughs> yes, then yeah. yes, then 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 I'm back in. But like, yeah, yeah it, I, so I, I was just kind of checked out for when uh, Crisis Core came out initially. Yeah, there's this. I was talking with Adrian about it, but there's this really beautiful uh, Final Fantasy 10th Anniversary PSP edition that has like. The logo, the logo, Final Fantasy VII logo on the back of it. I'm just like, oh, I would have like, if I was myself then, I would have collected that in a heartbeat. I would have had You were someone else then. I was definitely someone else then. Mm -hmm. I was much more troubling then. I was much more, uh, I had some weird ideas. You were cancelable back then, let's be honest. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cancelable. Same. (laughs) Yeah, my 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 thoughts were rotten. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so um, Crisis Core. I'm glad. Okay, so you played it somewhat recently, then, because it just that reun that re- reunion thing just kind of came out. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think? Uh, I I loved it. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I, it does one of my favorite things in video games, uh, which is. It allows you to opt into different like flavors of uh, dealing with that game systems. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, there are times when I want to be like fully plugged into a game and like getting its story and having characters like chit chat with me as I'm exploring a space. And then there are other times where I'm like, I just want something to busy my hands and my brain while I listen to a podcast. And right? they have those side missions for that. The missions are fun. so great. And at any point, you can just be like, you know what? I'm just going to grind on missions, and there's seemingly no end to them. Yeah. <laughs> just more and more and more. Great um, rewards and- for yep. them too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so like I, I love like that was one of the things that uh, I mean, there are a million things to love about Tears of the Kingdom. But uh, that was something that I totally loved about Tears of the Kingdom is that if I want to just like, you know, have that sort of like mechanical uh, occupation and yeah. like listen to music or whatever, I go down into the depths and I just fight shit. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, Final Fantasy or Crisis Core Final Fantasy seven reunion uh, also <laughs> gives me that. Yeah, yeah, that title. Oof. Uh, did I did I do it right? Is it final? Is is the seven in the title, or is it yeah. Crisis Core Final Fantasy Reunion? I hope. I, I think it's. 
<laughs> we don't know. I don't know. Let, let, let's Crisis check. Core. The original okay. game is called Crisis Core colon Final Fantasy Seven. Okay, yes, it is Crisis Core uh, colon or dash Final Fantasy Seven colon or dash Reunion. Yeah, yeah. And and you have no experience with these other games, right? The ever uh, ever yeah. Crisis uh, or uh, before Crisis. No, I mean it's no. I will. A lot of those are mobile games, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Isn't one of those actually like a like a a, a pre iPhone mobile game? Uh, one of them is. Yeah, that yeah. the before Crisis Ever Crisis is something that came out last year, and it's like it's like you're playing through a bunch of these stories like on your phone, but like yeah. Have Have you played around with that at all? A little bit. It's a gotcha game, so oh, right. it, it's a little like annoying, but it's free, and you can kind of go through it. And I don't really I'd, I'd, know. What... I'd rather pay to be annoyed, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When there's all these other, I mean, it's just like another way to play through yeah. the same kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I played through Crisis Core. I I really did like. Um, I liked all the systems in it. I liked the character of Zach a lot. In it. Can we talk about Zach? For, yeah, for and a I would while? Like, also like to talk about the story because that's something I didn't talk about with Adrian. The, yeah. but the story is kind of important, and I want to get to that. But what do you think of this guy, Zach Fair? Zach Fair, I love uh, the like characterization of him throughout as like the puppy of Soldier. Sure, that like he is in every way that Cloud is not. He is like enthusiastic and optimistic, and like wants to be a hero, wants to make the world better. Yeah. And then like when you compare him to the man who stole his identity, mm-hmm. um, like it makes Cloud come out that much more wanting where you're just like, yeah. dude, you have no ambitions. You have like no love in your life. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and yeah. like Zach, Zach is like the exact opposite. Yeah. And you like want, you yeah. like like Zach and Aerith as opposed to you feel bad for Aerith when she's with Cloud because Cloud <laughs> is like such a pud. such a wet blanket. Yeah, yes. um, yeah. So Zach is like uh, again, yeah. He's he's just a good guy, and it's like and it's like mm-hmm. really jarring in this universe too because no, he's he's a kind of a rarity. Uh, yes, he's yeah. he's a rarity. Like uh, you know, when compared to Cloud. But he's also a rarity, like within the soldier program, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone else there is like a uh, genetically engineered uh, creature who's like fated to destroy uh, the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's just like, I want to be like a sweet boy and uh, <laughs> and be a hero. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Crisis Core sort of takes you much in the same way the Star Wars prequels do back yeah. to a time when soldier mm-hmm. was a little bit more I mean uh, you don't get the sense from Final Fantasy 7 the original game that soldier is still a operating thing like right they right. I think I think the remakes are trying to suggest that they are still but that you don't see evidence of that in the original game. Like, yeah, it, it almost seems like a defunct program of like, okay, mm-hmm. these guys, we we messed up. These guys are too powerful and too crazy and whatever. Much like the Jedi, they're like yes. sort of a Dunzo thing. They're definitely Dunzo uh, in, in like the original uh, release of, of Final Fantasy VII. But I think I, I how ugh, trying yeah. to dig into <laughs> the difference. <laughs> 
the difference is in uh remake and like because you're right that so the like that motorcycle guy that we were talking about before he's soldier right yeah which which it makes he is a soldier and his inclusion immediately makes your brain go oh yeah these guys must be floating around like <laughs> you know like yeah they're out here somewhere yeah Mm-hmm. But at, like more than that, because like remake, and we'll get back to reunion in a second. But like sure. remake, right at the end is like, oh, by the way, Zach's probably still alive. Yeah. And then at the end of intermission, it's like, no, he's definitely still alive. He made his way back to Midgar and is upset that Aerith isn't there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, like I said, I finished that yesterday, and my jaw was on the fucking floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, could not believe that. Uh, how explicitly they're like, oh yes. He is here, um, and he's got like sort of unfinished business with your party. Yeah, it's 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 nuts, and it's. Re- I mean, well, first, I mean, I have so many questions, but like, what do yeah. you think of that direction? Like, I am a, I am personally a fan because I think it's like, let's blow this shit apart. Like, let's Absolutely. really pick it yes. apart. Yeah, no sacred cows. Let's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, uh, I'm poisoned by nostalgia, so I love these things when I see them. Yeah. But no sacred cows. Let's yeah. change everything that we can. If we can do it in, in a way that will upset me. Like let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And but also there are some but like sacred cows. So they're kind of having their cake and eating it too, with like, mm-hmm. here we're gonna give you a sequence right down the barrel, and then yes. also we're gonna subvert this last part. And you're like, yep. What? Why? It's like, well, you'll find well, out. Because. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you won't, and you'll be confused, and that'll yeah. be the Final Fantasy VII experience. Well, uh, you know, with with uh in the original in Reunion, Zach is um uh, he's got all his buddies with him, and there's all these other soldiers uh, that that are around, right? And notably, Angeal is a, sort of this guy who looks like an older Zach. He's like his um yeah. his, he's mentor. his mentor, yeah, yeah. And he uh, has the original Buster Sword, and that was probably yes. given to him by some, you know, right? Who knows where where that Buster Sword came from? <laughs> yeah, but and, uh, and, and th- there's and, another Angeal, guy, yeah, uh, Genesis, Genesis, who is. A little bit of the Sephiroth of that game, I would he say. He sort of is, but like there's, uh, Angeal and Genesis have like, they grew up together. They have this like whole relationship. Yeah. Um, so like you're sort of, it's it's very much, again, just like it's a Star Wars thing, right? Like this is your Obi-Wan Kenobi and your, and your Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, and Zack is the Luke Skywalker in this scenario. Yeah. And, and so not, I wouldn't say confusingly, but like, also, Sephiroth is there, and Sephiroth, also Sephiroth is there. Right. Is his own deal, like he is mm-hmm. his own thing, and um, you know, you'd go through the entire Nibelheim sequence with Sephiroth yeah. as Zack, which is, again, it echoes the original game and what you do there, and it's basically that sequence you play through it, but as the but as Zack, right, yeah. as as the person that actually experienced yeah. it. But the thing is, like, you Cloud is also there because, like, He's he, there. he was. But like, it's it's so interesting to see him like cast in this like beta role. Yeah. Uh, ne- next to uh next to Zach, and like he gets his like his little moment of um like heroism where like he does get to uh, attack uh Sephiroth. Um, but like very little kind of comes of that. Sephiroth still just like gets away. Oh yeah, um, it's not quite in, in the original game. It it almost makes it seem a little bit a bigger of a deal where he like. He he gets stabbed and then he picks Sephiroth up by his own sword and tosses him off of a bridge. Right. Yeah. Yeah, tosses him into the life stream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, I guess that does, like, get rid of him for the time being, but, like... It doesn't. Yeah, he's com- that, coming back. He's, coming he's, back. he's going in that live stream. He's going to come out more live streamy. It was something. arguably worse yeah. that you threw him in there. Because now he's just part of the whole deal, Now man. he's swimming around in it. Yeah, he's in our water. He's, you know? He's Seth the Rock- fucking fluoride, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um... So, yeah, uh, but... It, it, so I wouldn't say that the the Crisis Core has like a fractured sense of itself, but it is like it is trying to do a lot. It's trying to tell this this its yes. own story, but also dovetail into this new story that's going to come. And really, yeah, I, I and- don't know how much Angeal and Genesis matter either to the right. what's going right. on. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, that there's kind of no way to know until we get our hands on parts two and three of sure. the remake. Um, because like they could be hugely consequential if Zach is still like a a going concern. Yeah. In the new game, right? Like, uh, part of the reason that they're not big deals in the original Final Fantasy is that their whole story dead ends when Zach is killed, right? Yeah. Um, but if he's not killed, then like him being the sort of uh like legacy of angeal um and the sort of like third part of the like loveless trio yeah um which is another thing that we can dig into that i'm not sure i understand yeah um well it's uh, a it's a album by my bloody valentine uh, <laughs> <laughs> or it is a, an epic poem that uh uh genesis that. is a fan of could be that too could be uh, and, and and we see like posters for it up in uh Midgar um yeah. as like a uh, stage show or like something uh and I've seen the those same posters in footage for um the next game rebirth um <laughs> so like I I think they're going to be revisiting Loveless as a concept which makes me think that Genesis and Angeal will yeah totally be a part of what we're doing going forward yeah I I think uh I mean I think there's room for that here. If they, after playing through intermission, knowing that they brought back, what's his name? Nero. Yeah. Nero and vice. When they, when I saw those pieces of shit show up, I was like, we are fucked here. We are wheels off. Like there's, there is no reason to ever conjure these guys again. Right. And we totally have, and Mm -hmm. have done away with them now. Like I think Nero's done, right? Uh, yeah, but I think I think Vice is still out there. Vice might be, but like Nero is like the last thing you fight. I think okay. in Dirge of Cerberus. So Cerberus. it's like, well, that takes care of that whole. That we've closed that loop. We've closed yeah. that loop off, which is so maybe that is trying to tell us something about Dirge of Cerberus. Like, okay, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, or or he comes like he comes the thing back, with yeah. he comes back, or there's like a copy of him or whatever. Like because that that's also the thing with uh, Genesis is that you spend most of uh, uh, Crisis Core chasing down like uh, clones or like cloned monsters that uh, are Genesis, which is kind of like really cool i think about that yeah. story like it's a whole body horror thing going on there which is with i mean final fantasy 7 has always had that with the the mako uh engineer yeah the mako poisoning in the eye oh yeah, yeah hojo oh and then like even built into like the heroes right like yeah. barrett has a fucking gatling gun on his arm like yeah. that yeah. that that should be more horrific than than we give it credit for oh yeah i bet that i bet it hurts yeah I bet it's it hurts, gotta. it hurts his stump 
I bet it's hot too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't see any fans on those, on those, on the, you know, what uh, I, could, I think I can think of one of his weapons names, but they're all funny. It's sort of like they're, rocket they punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait a minute. Does, uh, let's talk up for a minute about like how Zach's whole thing in crisis Chord like kind of interacts with the Sephiroth cloud stuff, which is, sort of the main canonized thing Sephiroth is has Genova in him right like he was he wasn't born that way but like reverse engineered correct yes or was he born injected with here's the problem yeah (laughs) is that is that uh there, there is like a Genova project, right? Yeah. That is putting Genova cells into soldiers. Yeah. But there is another G project, which is the like, uh, oh fuck, uh, Angel's mother's name is like mm-hmm. Gilly or something like that. Yeah. And that's that's like also what the G could stand for because it's her cells that were used to that she was injected with like cells of the ancient and then, uh, like her. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Her DNA is injected into both Genesis and Angeal at some point. Um, but it feels like all of that misses Zach, right? That he's just like a dude, right? Yeah, but Cloud was definitely in the test tube alongside Sephiroth at one point, right? Well, and alongside Zach. Alongside Zach. Wait, what what are they doing in the test? Are they getting injected with stuff? Is that why Yes. So that yeah, they yeah. they they're being like treated for or they're being like uh, tested with like Mako stuff. Um and that's uh, after the events at at, at Nibelheim that like Hojo grabs them and uh puts them like, downstairs. Thro- throws them. Yes, that's right. You're going downstairs. They're yeah. down there for 4 years cooking in um like Mako vats uh and because Zach already has like some sort of uh, Mako conditioning from his time in Soldier, he's able to like uh, reclaim his consciousness, break out of the tube, and break Cloud out, and the two of them escape together. Yeah, but Cloud is forever sort of fucked in that he's he's able to yeah. kind of talk to Sephiroth through, I think, these the help of these genes that he's been injected with or something. Yeah, well, and like because Mako is part of like the life force of the planet. And so like Sephiroth being knocked into the life stream, like it all, it all kind of connects in, uh, you know, it's, it's the force. I just wasn't sure how, how like genetically altered cloud really is like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not clear. I mean, he's got Mako eyes for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and he clearly is having some sort of hallucinatory, thing with where he's seeing Sephiroth all over the place. He's right. he's hearing from him in his brain. Mm-hmm. Or Genova. It's probably Genova, right? Like don't we probably, is, yeah. isn't it just Genova? Isn't Sephiroth like not even really a entity anymore? It's just he's a puppet for Genova. Well when you say anymore, do you mean in the regular game or in, in the remake? regular game? Because okay. in the regular game he's uh he's been dead. He, he's like he's right. But what we're seeing is like his spectral projection or something right right the the sort of uh life stream plus genova uh constitution of a man that is sephiroth yeah i always got the feeling that like because when he kills Aerith, spoiler mm-hmm. uh <laughs> he, the first time we're dropping a spoiler <laughs> warning he he like drops from the sky stabs her so he's a t- clearly a co- corporeal being yes right 
But then when he leaves, it's like a piece of Genova falls off of him. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's what you fight. And it's like, I've always thought, yes. took that to mean like, oh, it's not really, what's really happening here is Genova, who isn't an ancient, right? Genova is a She's some sort blight. of extraterrestrial thing. Yeah, yeah. Like an evil alien thing. And uh, but they thought she was an ancient. I think that was the story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, and, I, I, and I will say, if it sounds complicated in a bad way, I kind of think it's complicated in a good way. I do like that this is... I, I think it's both. I, yeah. I think that the... Because, you know, starting the original game with the premise that, like, Avalanche are, like, eco-terrorists and they're yeah. taking down, like, these power plants because it's, like, sucking the planet dry. Um, like... That always to me is like the problem is, uh, you know, climate change or pollution or like whatever. And that is too many interconnecting systems uh, and too many, uh, like too big of a problem for us to like actually conceptualize. Right. Um, We can't. Uh, we can't internalize how bad things could get and we don't like the solutions are so few and so hard. Um, And so like the fact that the, lore of this game is too complicated to wrap our heads around just feels right yeah yeah and it also but and i will say too i do admire these ideas Mm -hmm. whereas i will say when i'm watching uh a lesser fiction that's also complicated i don't always i i'm always like oh this is complicated in a way where i also think these ideas are just sort of like milk toast and well yeah and too much, yeah. It's 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 tough because like there there definitely are times, uh, either in the story or just in my experience of the story, where I do want to tap out. Where I'm like, this is too much. These guys are too weird. I don't understand what Nero and Vice are. Especially um, during the newer stuff, like the old original yes. game, I think has less of that in there. So it's there's almost more to your imagination for you to fill in the blanks. Totally. Yeah. Well, and and just for you to be like, that's an unknown thing. We'll never get it. And then like the the. Uh, supplemental games are like but here's a little bit more about it and you're like no that actually makes it worse <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um but like that uh ah shit i lost whatever i was gonna say oh sorry <laughs> no it's all right i did it to myself um okay here's a complaint i have about crisis core a little bit mm. i you remember in solo i keep bringing up star wars remember in solo it the works. movie solo a star when, wars story when we when we got like his why he named himself solo and you're like oh that is something we never ever needed like right that that ha- there's a little bit of that going on in this game i think and to, to is, what yeah. you just said actually off of what you just said is like this idea of that we like had a thing in the original game mm-hmm. that was kind of cool that now gets over explained like like why the bar is called seventh heaven like we get an explanation for that in Crisis yeah. Core, and I'm like, like it's it's in Sector Seven. Me. We don't need. This. <laughs> yeah, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't need that at all. It, it, it's like overexplain. Like, why does Aerith like flowers? It's like I don't know. I don't need that. I don't need that. You know. I, I yeah. I it, yeah. But there's also the thing that it does where like knowing that Aerith had this like relationship with Zach, mm-hmm. um, and like just the nature of that relationship makes me understand who Aerith is as a character so much more yeah like uh, against cloud she almost plays as like kind of like airy or like empty like i i love Aerith, uh but i love her so much more with zach like her yeah. personality makes much more sense after like seeing the two of them together it's a little bit like in solo a star wars story when uh-huh. uh they they upload uh l7's consciousness to 
the Millennium Falcon, and that's why it, the the it has like an attitude in the in the modern movies is because that's L 7s consciousness in there, mm-hmm. and that's like I'm like oh that's actually a good way of doing this because that's sure. not really a question I had, right? But the answer is compelling. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean that's a good way of putting it. Like just make the answer really compelling, or or make it yeah yeah matter so much more than just being like solo. I'm alone. I'm alone and uh, right. You know, it's like uh, it's like that stinks. Uh, Aerith, I want to bring up as like a as a character who I didn't care about when I was a kid and find way more compelling as an adult. I don't know what that mm-hmm. phenomenon is, but she's like uh, playful and very um, mischievous or mischievous. Like yes, like well, and in the original what, game too. Like she's yes. like she's very ch- like. Whereas Tifa is a little bit more go along to get along. I think like and I don't, only I only compare them is. because the world does, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but I mean, like you're you're right, especially when you compare her against the other playable characters in Final Fantasy VII. Everyone else is so fucking dour, yeah, right. Um, and then Aerith like is allowed to be like the light of that world, yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, uh, you know, as part as closing, kind of cl- in closing this out, we have this this story of Zach here in Crisis Core that's uh, where he's basically trying to like solve the mystery of like what's happening with his buddy Angeal and Genesis and their relationship mm-hmm. and genetics and and there's there's a there's Lazard is like the director, I think, of the soldier program at the time. Yeah, and but there's he, also and the scientist. Also... There's a Hojo surrogate there too, yeah. who's like the scientist guy. Um, and it all kind of culminates to this big fight with Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have to like take down Genesis, and then it gets back to the rest of the story, which is like the Sephiroth, right stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and like the it, it's tough because like I I do think that the the specifics of the Genesis and Jill Zach story does get too convoluted and does get like too just like fucking crazy. Yeah. It's kind of just enough to know that there is this like epic war between like two friends who grew up together and whose lives are like twisted by the Shinra Corporation and by the soldier program. Yeah. And like here is what lies in, in the wake of their conflict is Zach. Um, and like, so that for, for me, like too complicated, uh, and I sort of hate that it's that complicated. Um, but what comes out the other end of it is worth it. If you were in the writer's room yeah. for rebirth, oh God. and they're like, Patrick, we got, uh-huh. everyone's on the table. Okay. Anything is on the table. Mm-hmm. Is th- what I mean? What is a good use of Zach now that he's here in this story? Like how how is he, how are yeah. we gonna use Zach to our f- benefit here? <laughs> like right. I mean, I think you put him in Fortnite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I Give him a gun. Put him in Fortnite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no. What do you do with? Does he Z- fight Cloud? Are they enemies? Are they th- no two they buddies? Can't be. Is there two Buster Swords? <laughs> the two Buster Swords. Uh, no, no, oh, God, I feel like he can't fight Cloud. But if he, I almost feel like he can't come into contact with Cloud. 
I like that. There's like some sort of like maybe those ghosts have to separate them constantly. Yeah, those ghosts. Or, or but are those do those ghosts still exist? Or did we kill them at the end of? Uh, I hope remake? so because they're not necessarily a great part of that remake. I think. You just like as you encounter them throughout. What, well, what, as I'm replaying the... it, I'm kind yeah. of like. They also don't look that compelling. Like <laughs> no, as their designs are kind of bad. So it's like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if you were doing like a high school play version of the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, like that's what your Dementors would look like. Yeah, they're bad Dementors. You they're know. bad Dementors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but what what to actually do? I I don't know. And that's like that's the thing that has me most excited about. Not yeah. most excited. I'm excited to play uh, Rebirth. Just whatever it is. Yeah. But like I literally have no idea what the dynamic of having Zach alive, uh, what, what, what that means for, for the world, what it means for Cloud, what it means for Aerith, um, and what it means for, like... Because the, the version of Sephiroth that's running around right now, too, that's also not the version that... Like, the, the version of Sephiroth that's in Remake is aware of the multiple realities. Yeah, and Aerith is... I think we can surmise that Aerith is too, right? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember clocking that, but I, I, I believe you. It is clearer to me now in this, sec- in this playthrough that she, like, will say things like... She doesn't say this, but it might as, she might as well say, like, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, like, she sure. gives you little, like, like clues that maybe she understands. I think she can also talk to... She's talking to something a lot in it. Oh yeah. Yes. And there's and that's that's probably fate or whatever. Like, I don't know, but <laughs> I love how little we know these things that we love. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, but again, it's like it's like seeing almost like uh if an alien brought us their art, we'd be like, we yes. like a lot of this. Like, yeah. This is neat. I don't this get is cool. all Show of it. More. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm going to predict one thing. Yeah. That Zach and Tifa are gonna have a exchange no. at some no. point. Yeah. Are I, they gonna are they gonna hook up? I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna go that far, but I I I wonder if there's gonna be a moment of like Whoa. Of like, hey, Zach's actually kind of better than Cloud or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I predict that could happen. Yeah, I that's that's a great prediction. I love that. I They've met they before. They do. They've know met each before. Other. Yes, right. He's but he's mostly seen her in that cowboy hat. So which is god awful. So he probably doesn't <laughs> have something to do with her. <laughs> is that the craziest thing I've ever said? Okay. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Uh, needless to say, super excited. I want anything to do mm-hmm. with this rebirth game. Pre-ordered it. Special edition. Oh, very excited. Special edition. What's in that special edition? It's got a lot of the same stuff the remake special edition had, which was like, you know, posters, a nice book, a nice mm. like little booklet to go with it. You know, it's got the steel book yeah. casing and it comes in a nice box. It'll fit, look good on the shelf. Yeah. I'm probably just going to go digital, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and then when they uh, put out an intermission like thing for this, I will hop on that immediately too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just in it for the, uh, for the the content here, totally, totally. Um, Patrick, anything else Jeremy. about Crisis Core before we want to hit the road? I mean, is there anything you you're like, no, we didn't talk about. We just didn't talk about Director Lazard enough. We need to talk more. No, I th- about... we talked too much about Director <laughs> Lazard. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I do. I, 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 we barely talked about like the, the combat in the game. Oh yeah, sure. Is, which we totally can, which yeah. is super. Cause like it is, uh, especially coming off of the original Final Fantasy is so much more uh, like action based and even more than remake, right? There's no time where you like slow down time to do like your uh, abilities or cast spells or whatever. You just have to do them in real time. Um, oh, which I love. I really I love, it love too. that. I yeah. really, really love it. Um, yeah. And like it's uh, it's hard when you like put it down and then come back to it and you're like, what? A fucking button do I hold to like yeah. bring up this menu and totally. like how does this Buster Sword proficiency work and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's a uh, it it m- more than even the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um. I feel like just getting into fights is fun. It's so fun, and I love um, I love the way. E- I love the like I love it in the hands especially it's like mechanically so satisfying. I remember over Christmas last year being like just like running drills on it just being like this yeah. is awesome and I could if I only did this it'd be fun. I don't get the and I don't think anyone quite gets it uh the roulette aspect of it or like no. the the slot machine aspect of right. it. Right, it just, that's just sort of like running in the background all the time, and every now yes. and then it'll be like push L and R, and you get to do, or, you know, uh, click it on the thumbsticks, and you get to do like yeah. a big attack. It's hard not to feel like it's cheating a little bit, like it's like in the background yeah. there to just like really like, no, you're gonna win this, just like you're winning. Yeah, yes, yeah. but like there there are fights that do get hard. like difficult it, enough where yeah. uh, you're you're gonna need to like just stay alive long enough. I sort of actually feel that way about some of the fights in Final Fantasy VII Remake mm-hmm. um, where like, um, I don't know what triggers when that like summon thing appears. Yeah, that's kind of similar, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it feels like, like okay. it's another limit break, but you don't yes. see that. You don't bar. see it and you don't really know how it fills up. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about the summoning in... I don't like it in Crisis Core. I'll say that. Like, I don't like that it's connected to the slot machine thing. And then, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. care for that either. Uh, but I also I, the 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 way like the the game sort of like stutters into uh like the super long animation that then you can skip and then yeah. gets you to just like the end of the animation, which also feels too long. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty good in remake. Yeah. Um, in that like. It's active the whole time, right? Um, I like seeing him on the battlefield. I like seeing that's Ife, so cool. Ifrit, yeah. like running yeah. around, and you're like, and then yeah, and then anyone can trigger his moves. Yeah, it feels important. cool. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, I mean, there's just a a hell of a lot to like about that remake. I mean, again, as I just finished up uh, the section where the plate falls, so I'm pretty oh, far yeah. In, yeah. into it, and it's like. It's just like really well, everything is just really well done. Everything is really well. I mean, not everything, but most things are really well done, well told. And it looks so freaking good, especially on PS5, so which good. I yes. didn't. I, this is my first time playing the up-resed version of it or whatever. No. Yeah, I, I guess I haven't. I played Intermission, you know, partly on uh, five and partly on uh, my portal through the five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or my five through the portal, whatever. Right. Um, and <laughs> it doesn't that portal matter. works. Which way I used, it goes. I used them both. <laughs> yeah. You um, still liking that portal, by the way? Uh, I'm loving <laughs> it. <laughs> Should I get one? Is it a recommend? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it is, it is a recommend. The, you have to have a headphone solution for it. Um, 
because uh, if you are using just like a, a, a wired pair of headphones, um, it, even at its volume turned down the lowest, it's too loud. Too um, loud? Too loud, yes. Like, I did if not you, expect you to say that. Too loud. Um, if you are like, if you're trying to at all play in a room, like with some, like you're watching TV with uh, your wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or like if, if the playing in bed scenario. Um, the volume just a no go because it's uh, it's too loud coming out of the speakers or too loud going out of uh, wired headphones. Uh, That's and also so funny. <laughs> it also doesn't work with Bluetooth headphones, so. Um, the headphone solution, which I have done because uh, this is a different disease that I have, uh-huh. um, uh, I, I have the Pulse Explore earbuds that are made by Sony. Um, and so they use the PlayStation Link technology to, it's not Bluetooth, but it's just like Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, so, and that sound balance is great. And then I can also have those Bluetooth connected to my phone at the same time. So I can be listening to game audio and a podcast at the same time through the uh, Pulse Explorer earbuds. You're going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to diagram this for you. You're going to have to teach me, (laughs) give me a tutorial on this. This is, this seems very, uh, it seems, um, seems like something that I I might, I could, I could really get my ears around. It's, uh, I, I mean, uh, Apodaca and I have been uh, texting about it because he uh, is is upset about uh, the headphones, and I think oh he, he just... so it's it's it is universal. Yes, yes, inside this problem. <laughs> it's a universal wow. problem, but the solution is just a two hundred dollar pair of earbuds. That's yeah, it. That, that's nothing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> wow, I love. I I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, the, what a what a weird little gadget. This PS Portal, no Bluetooth headphones, no Bluetooth. But the th- oh man, it's so because it doesn't really have any guts in it, right? Like it has no processing power of its own. Hmm. Um, it's so light. Have you held one? No, I I it, I, I do want to see it. Um, that the next works. time we hang out, you uh, yeah. you should um, pl- play which with we mine gotta a do. Bit. By the way, I mean we're due. I think the at least you, me, Connor, and Marcus. Marin. Yes. Are uh, due for it's, it's a. Not, it's uh, not Mark Marin. <laughs> are due for like a. We got to go. Game, we got to do something. We got to play something. Yeah. We got a boy hang. We got a boy hang. Well, Patrick, we're done. Crisis we're Core out, is in we're our. We're going out on boy hang. <laughs> yeah. Boy hang. Uh, Crisis Core is in our rear view. Uh, the next time we will interact with this kind of stuff, it'll be end of the month. We'll be, we'll be doing it in. Uh, in the in the mm-hmm. rebirth game, um, leap day, yeah. Why don't you plug? What, what where do people find you? What do you want people to know? Uh, well, they can find me on the Nintendo Cartridge Society podcast, but also, Jeremy, I've got a book coming out. Uh, 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 uh-huh. first, the first issue of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle source book uh, comes out on February twenty first. Um, that is uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles encyclopedia. That's all about the IDW. Ninja Turtles, if you are interested in that, uh, pre-order it from your local comic book store. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you got it? Is there like a nice hardcover edition of that? There will be. Yeah. So, um, the uh, the the four issues. The the first one comes out in February, and then yeah. every two months, uh, which takes us into you know I don't know June, um, and then the uh, hardcover collection of all four issues, which uh, by the end will be about four hundred pages. Um, Dang, is, Patrick. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, is is coming out in November, I think. 
That is uh, what, and you're, and at this point, like you're done. It's just like it's just like gonna roll out. No, I am, oh. I, I am not done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. The, the 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 first two issues are locked. I'm working on issue three at the moment. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, each issue like sort of tackles the so it's all the the IDW Ninja Turtles. So it's from like the last 14 years of uh, publishing from them. And there's always like one mainline series and then like a supplemental series to sort of like flesh out the story. Yeah. It uh, covers almost 300 issues of, of uh, comics. Um, and I approach it in a very like narrative way. So mm-hmm. like it is both a reference book and a satisfying read from cover to cover. Wow. Um, so like if it's very exciting, they're relaunching uh the, with a, a new Ninja Turtles number one um this summer uh, written by Jason Aaron. So it's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, yeah. but if you want to, he's keeping the continuity from before. So if you want an easy way oh. uh to uh, catch up, my encyclopedia is gonna be that. That is incredible. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, what was a was a huge fan of the IDW stuff. I I mean I went through like uh. Uh, uh, two or three years of collecting yeah. uh, them, or I, you know, they were in I my love poll. It so much, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. It, it's I, I always just like love the art. I thought was just so killer on a lot of IDW stuff too. I just like really enjoyed the f- the so uh, Bobby Kerno, the editor of of the series, who's no longer with IDW, but um, <laughs> he was so like aggressive at getting like cool new. Not new necessarily, but like uh, artists on the rise, yeah. Um, and like uh, grabbing like Matea Satoloko, um, before like everyone knew who he was. Uh, Sophie Campbell, um, who then went on to write issues uh, one hundred one through one hundred fifty, mm-hmm. um, and just like a, a ton others of like uh, super co- Junie Bai. Like there's there's just so ah man, I I I could go on forever about yeah, it. You could I, talk no, turtles not... forever. I could I could talk yeah. turtles forever. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's exciting. Uh, congratulations on all that, because that's really Thank special. Uh, yes, and of course, you know, you can, uh, you know, follow uh, me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime um, and uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Uh, our Mass Effect 1 Games Club is uh, still uh, currently running. We're actually getting towards the end Whoa. of uh, of that. We only have a few episodes left. It's been really special, really fun. Um, so uh, come check that out. And then be on the front lines for when we're picking our next games club. Get on over there and vote. Uh, I can't tell you what the uh, what the uh, the theme is for Q2. You could tell, you could tell me, though. I'll tell you off, off air. <laughs> but uh, but needless to say, I was the decider. And I uh, and we, we like know George what it w. is. Like George W. Bush. Yeah, the great decider. Uh, be back next week. We're gonna talk uh, next week about uh, more of like the main uh, Final Fantasy VII game uh, from 1997. Uh, bye bye. Until then. <laughs> <laughs>